And I'm not so sure of the late, late. Uh, and I would have felt this, this is um, not a reflection on either Ryan Tuberty mm. or uh, Paddy Keelty, because I think that in their separate ways, they both perform very well. Yeah, yeah. But it's gone on a long time, Linda. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. And I, I know people say that in, in Gabo's day, we all watched it, but there was nothing else to watch. Absolutely. It was a totally different yeah. world. Hi, I'm Linda Martin, and our podcast, Dog Almighty, is brought to you by Tesco. So, for a happy and healthy pet shop online or in store at the Tesco Pet Shop. Today on Dog Almighty, I'm going to be talking to Anne Doyle, a fantastic woman. I, I love her to bits. So, we'll be talking about a ghost in her house, her love of cats, and her opinion on The Late Late Show. Now, today, listeners and viewers, of course, we've got someone whose influence spans the broadcasting world, journalism and TV history. Beyond the news desk, this woman has become an icon to many and an influential figure in the media world. We're in for a treat today because it could only be Anne Doyle. And you are so, so welcome. And thank you for coming in. And I know you're not so well. I'm perfectly well. I've just got the rotten yeah. dose of cold that everybody's had over Christmas. And to miss an introduction like that, <laughs> oh, you lie so fluently. <laughs> <laughs> I would have walked to here. Tell me this. Um, how did you get into broadcasting? Um, chance my arm. Um, I replied at the suggestion of a friend, to an ad in, I think it must have been the Irish press or the evening press. Yeah. We'd be going back a while now, hmm. the evening press. And I just kept getting called back for more interviews. And each time, Linda, when when something becomes difficult, you sometimes lose track of whether or not you want it. So every time I was brought back and it became more difficult and I was more surprised, quite frankly, it didn't occur to me not to keep going. And then, to my astonishment, I finally got the job. And then I thought, oh, God, I don't know if I want this at all. It was too late then. Mm. Uh, but I think, um, against myself, as far as I'm aware, I am certainly the last person who went directly into news from an ad in a paper. Now, that may not have been anything to do with me, but I think they, they gave up after that and recruited, in terms of news, more people who were already working in the newsroom or in mm. broadcasting, mm -hmm. which is not a bad idea. Yeah, you see, but you set the standard. I said, I, for pure terror. No, no. It's just I know, I mean, I'm telling you, I had never broadcast a line in my life. I'd done a lot of debating and public speaking when I was not so much a student, actually, when I was a schoolgirl. Uh, and I think, yeah, I foolishly thought that this was going to be some help. And my pal who encouraged me said to me, actually, you love that, Anne. And I always uh, liked to read. And I also mm. foolishly thought that that would make it much easier. In the long term, reading a lot does help because you yeah, learn yeah, a lot yeah, of things. Yeah. But, yeah, I was horridly ill-prepared. But you fell into it. Well, Instantly. I'd given up I'd given up my good job in the civil service. Oh Lord. You know, we all had the cats had to eat. Yeah, yeah. What did you study at uni? History and English. Oh right, okay. All right. Uh, I wouldn't say um 
that I was the most illustrious of scholars. I was a terrible dosser and I was very, very lucky to get out the other end. Mm -hmm. I really do. I had a, a boyfriend, quite a lot of students from uh, Belfast and from the six counties generally in Dublin. And they had the advantage of having A-levels behind them. And that did in those days, not saying it's the case now, give people much more of an idea of how to study in the way that you were required for university. I thought, rattle off a few things, you know. So I would have to say, if it were not for that boyfriend, I don't think yours truly would have come out the other way. He knew how to study. And I always got better marks than him. Excellent, excellent. Well, no, no, but I mean, he actually was the one with all the notes and he, you know, the exam system can be a little unjust because mm. he definitely knew his stuff far more yeah. than I did. Yeah, but... I was a better chancer. No, I would say that you were better um, able to sort out the exam questions because I know people that are exceptionally intelligent. They don't do well in exams. They have to resit and do all sorts of things. Yeah. Whereas other people, they seem to get what the the questions are about, and they answer them in the right way. That's a good point. And if you get if you get tied up in a question, that's mm. fatal. Sometimes because you're stuck. More likely because it's the one that you know really well, mm. which you can get completely then overdo, overwrite that, and then the time is gone. Mm. So, so tell me this, you're suddenly a newsreader in RTE, and it was instant fame. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, and there you were sitting, you know, with the hands like this, and the eyebrows. Did you perfect that eyebrow thing at home? No, I always lifted my eyebrows. <laughs> and there was a rumour going round one time that you were going to cut your fringe. Um, it was occasionally used as a threat and sometimes I grew yeah. it because I was fed up with people complaining. It's it's a habit. Yeah, I, okay. I, fringe is so long now that nobody sees it, but I still, I can now lift my eyebrows and no, I, I, I never practised. Yeah, okay, okay. Where did you live when you first came to Dublin? Very first place, Mount Street. And was that a bedsit or an apartment with other people? Uh, we went, coming from boarding school, um, three of us came to what was at that stage quite common in Mount Street there were three hostels run usually by religious orders the one I stayed in was um, run by a French order and there was only one nun you ever saw it was really run by lay, lay people so it was a kind of a halfway house between boarding school and you know getting a flat or a bedsitter. And the plan was that after Christmas, we would get a bedsitter. But my friend's parents were much more clued in and realised that it might be no harm for us to remain on there. And I wasn't all that clued in, so I was asked to leave after Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so I was so I was gone to bedsitter land. OK, I, I didn't actually know you'd been at boarding school. Oh, yeah. Uh, where, where I was, was very good about being asked to leave. I mean, I just came in late at night. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. They, you know, the, that one nun that we used to meet suggested that perhaps um, that environment was not for me. Okay. But she oh. made it quite clear it wasn't coming back. Yeah, all right, I get you, I get you. Where was your boarding school? Gory, Loretto in Gory. Okay. And you did you enjoy that? Um, I managed it. Far better than I would have expected. I would certainly say 
I was not somebody who was unhappy mm. in boarding school, but some people were. Mm. And uh, it went well for me, but I would still much prefer it not to have been there. Yeah, okay, yeah, I know people. The Loretta nuns are yeah. quite uh, kindly. Oh, well, that made a difference. Uh, it was warm, you'd hot water, you'd good food. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, the food wouldn't have been marvellous. All right. The hot water you might sometimes have had to crack the ice on. <laughs> um, the radiators are very tall, very old and very cold. Oh, God. Uh, it, was, it was tough stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds But then like again, it. I mean, I was growing up the youngest of seven, mm. you know, in a labourer's cottage. That wasn't exactly, you know, luxurious. No. So it, it, it wasn't a major shock to me. Yeah, seems The food rec- was, actually. Yeah, okay. Because in those days, people, you know, families like us grew our own vegetables, etc. So, and my mother baked bread every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, And so, while our food might not have been very fancy, yeah. it was very good. Yeah, yeah. I think we were all the same. Yeah, you know, it was kind it, yeah. of good, hearty, healthy food. Absolutely. So, that came as a bit of a shock. Mm. So, tell me this. When do you first recall a dog or a cat or something in your house? Oh, the man who uh, dominated our house for about 17 years, um, Bonzo. So when Bonzo arrived, I think I was about seven. Mm. And he was very tiny. I know he fitted into the palm of my hand and the power of my hand wouldn't have been very large. No. Did he wander in or did you buy no. him or what? Well, he was procured. Okay. In the era where somebody had a pup or everybody had 24 pups and people took Yes, pup. of course. And of we course. didn't have a dog at that stage. And curiously enough, um, my aunt, who lived nearby, always had uh, cocker spaniels. Mm-hmm. She had lovely black ones. Quite a lot of the black ones come from Wexford. But there's... Okay. Breathe them. Um... And there were always dogs around. But for some reason, we didn't have a dog at that stage, perhaps an old dog that had died. Yeah, possibly. So Bonzo arrived and he was fabulous. He was um, a a sort of um, cream with brown patches, more or less a terrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with a with a great personality. And he ruled the roost. I could imagine. He lived to be... Quite elderly, and, yeah. You know, my abiding memory in in latter years, when we were grown up, you were sitting round the fire, and Bonzo, he, this can happen any of us. He got a little more cantankerous mm-hmm. as he got older, um, and so he'd be sitting there at the fire as well. But if you wanted to, you wouldn't jump up without warning, because he would be quite happy to give you a little. Oh, he was he was generous with his teeth, was he? Oh, yeah, well, he was a little yeah. nipped. It wouldn't do you any harm, yeah, yeah. you know. Just as well, none of us went in for the lovely legs competition. Mm-hmm. So you went through the motions of, now Bonzo. You know, think I got up for a while now. I mean, it's nonsense, like. And if he was in good humour, he'd have, yeah. yeah. But if he was feeling narky, or if you didn't, maybe maybe you were a little precipitate then. Mm. There. Yeah. Was Bonzo allowed upstairs on the bed? Bonzo... Uh, was everywhere. Ah, right, okay, okay. It was that kind of... But he wouldn't have been... Long, oh, he slept in the shed, though. He oh, did he? he oh, God, yeah. You know, country ways. He wasn't lounging around on beds, I can tell, I tell you. I mean, we were a big family. We were early. <laughs> there wouldn't have been room. We weren't lounging around <laughs> on beds ourselves. There wouldn't have been room. And I had a beautiful um, cat. Um, he had... 
a half year, not lost in battle. Uh, he was just born that way. Okay. And it turned back here. And he was a great ratter. Ah. Mr. Kavanagh. Okay. I loved him. Now, is this in your parents' house or this yeah. when you came to Dublin? No, this was in my parents' house. Okay. when I was a child. Yeah, okay. And I loved that cat. Yeah. With a passion. Yeah. So, what cats have you had since then? Because when I think of Anne Doyle, I think of... No, I'm not thinking about the news. I'm thinking about the, your love of animals and there I, were cats. I have had... So, my last cat, unfortunately, having developed rather bad asthma... My last cat was Lotto. I have her ashes. I lived with the asthma, even if she were to see me down. But mm. she was a tiny little cat. I found her yeah. and I, you know, fed her with an eyedropper. And she never really grew to any great size. Okay. But she certainly matured. And she lived to be nearly 19. Wow. Mm. Oh, that's a great age. Yeah. And she had no concept of being a cat. All right. She didn't like cats. I had other <laughs> cats. She looked at them with scorn because she didn't, get reared by cats. Yeah. You were you were the... Um, I was... Well, I was kind of her helper. Yeah. You, you were know? the implant, really. Yes. Weren't you? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, but she... You know, my my older cats, I thought, oh my God, when I moved at one stage, I've got to move her with me. There'll be murder. No. She just ignored them completely. Right. And that's good. And there was... You couldn't help... Th- and she was a good bit younger. Yeah. I remember thinking, is she thinking... I'll outlive you guys. Mm-hmm. Possibly. And you, never know. Yeah. you never we, know. They've nine lives no, as well, about him. Now, here, here's another thing that intrigues me. And um, I, don't, I don't know where you live at the moment, but you've said that in the basement, you've seen a ghost. I have, indeed. Well, come on then, tell us. Well, that's a long time ago now. It's about, it was when we moved into the house first. It must be heading for 20 years yeah. ago now. Yeah. Uh, and yes, there was a, a small, slight, grey-haired, very sort of faded-looking lady, if yeah. I could describe someone yeah. that way. Uh, no, I don't mean see-through, but no, she no. was, yeah, and she, and she dressed in grey, she had grey hair and a bun, and uh, she flitted around the basement. I saw her first, I, it was over Christmas, and I actually said to myself, maybe I've overdone the cherry. Um <laughs> But I, I mean, I saw her and a couple of other people in the house saw her right. uh, at the time over that Christmas. And then after a period of about two to three months, I suppose, she was there less often and then she just wasn't there anymore. Extraordinary. Yeah. But I was very windy going down to the basement at night for a long time. Yeah. I can understand yeah, I mean, that. Because, you know, she didn't... St- strike me with abject terror. I didn't like feel, oh my God, I'm going to pass out when I see her. But at the same time, I didn't walk, didn't want to walk down the back stairs Mm. and see her flitting about the place. Yeah. But she never bothered with me. Yeah. So she was small and people in those days, years and years ago, were were quite small. Do you think you could have touched her and felt something? Never thought of it. See, I was a bit windy. Mm. Um, I, I wonder now, but I, she seemed to put a distance. Or maybe, maybe that was my fear. Yeah. It never occurred to me. Okay. Or to address her. Yeah, I wonder what would have happened. Yeah. Because you, you've described her sort of flitting around a yeah. small area. Yeah. Could she have been a maid in the house? Maybe that was the kitchen or the scullery or something like that. It must have been something like that. Mm. Um, I, I often wondered why 
A, she'd stayed there, and B, why she had gone. I And I wondered if she was happy to go, because it occurred to me that if she was a maid in the basement... I haven't the slightest doubt that in her era, if I had been living there, I would have been a maid in the basement <laughs> yeah. as well. And probably, probably a, hi- as well. a highly inefficient one, but I, <laughs> but I would have been. That's yeah. where I would have been. Yeah, well, I, def- I definitely would have been in the basement. Mm. Not as a cook, I might add. No, no, likewise, there was a cook. Tell me this, basement. what uh, prompted you to do the book about ghost stories? Was it her? Well, she was kind of in my mind and I've always had an interest in ghost stories. And then I met wonderful man, Sean Hayes, who was with Gill at the time. And he and I got along very well. And he kind of, he he sort of eased me along towards the idea. I, I We were talking about this and that. And he's just a lovely, lovely, warm, helpful man. And he said, why don't you try a book on ghost stories? And I have to look at, you know, one of those days where you've been saying, oh, I don't know and whatever. And then you think, I have to look go for it. Sometimes in life you do and what the hell, it's not going to be the end of the world one way or the other. Well, it will when I'm a ghost. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Would you like to come back? No. Okay. All right. Well, it would depend, I suppose, on who I was coming back for. Well, you could come back as a dog and I rescue you. Oh, that's And then, enough. you see, you'd be pampered for the rest of your life. Yeah, but I mightn't no. be so lucky as to no. be rescued by... No. Uh, I, I, I said to you, I spent, um, for a woman that doesn't have a dog of her own, I spent Christmas, over Christmas, in a house where there would have been in and around 30 dogs. <laughs> and I think I'm bad, oh Lord say. Every size and shape. Huge, big, there's a Russian shepherd and there were little fellows and little yeah. woolly lads jumping around the place. Is this a rescue centre you were staying at? Uh, no, it's uh, well. First of all, it's a family home, right? Um, out in in Matoth. my friend Gail has um, it's a bridal house farm, and she started kenneling dogs. Now she always had about five of her own, anyway. Right, and uh, you would understand very well. Needless to say, a couple of rescued dogs yeah. are now added to because they come in. Something and happened, and you, you couldn't get no. a home, and yeah. whatever. But then she does it. She 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 kennels dogs as well, and day and whatever. So there were there were dogs, but I don't. Know, she's very good with them, but you know all about that. But there were dogs sitting up in little dog beds, and there were. And it was, so she kennels dogs, but in the house they're all inside. They were inside, uh, but they'd be out. There's a there's quite a lot of space around the yeah, house, yeah. so they'd be out quite yeah. a lot. And she's yeah, she's out the crack of dawn with them and all of that. Oh, she. Well, absolutely. you know it's bloody hard work. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, I certainly I got a I got a blast of dogs for Christmas. Oh, I'd say you did. We got on very well. I'm sure of that because I just knew your your attitude, your disposition, and it's calm, and animals love that, and you're very definite as well. So they pick up on all sorts of things. Gail is like that actually. She's she's very she's a very calm person, yeah. and that. That's the trick, is it? Is that really that? I our calmness seems yes, to. I think so. Reach the yes, animals because I know hyper people, as I'm sure you do, and the dogs tend not to go to them. Whereas somebody who's very calm and just sort of relaxes and lets them be, they tend to sort of congregate around them. 
So it must be. It must and then be. there is the this, this sweet and contrary nature of cats who will find the one person in the room who is oh. terrified. You know the way some people yes. are actually terrified yes. of cats? Uh, and they will find them. Absolutely. But cats are cats. Yes. I've had them in the past. Yeah. I don't have them now because the, the set of dogs that I have at the moment would definitely would, do damage to yeah. them. Yeah. But in the past I had them. They lived long lives. They were spoiled rotten like everything else. But, um, but they lived in the garage. But there was a heater in the garage, you see, the boiler in the garage. So that kept them nice and snug. And then all I did was... Yeah, I might come back as one of your cats. Yeah, yeah. The garage with the heater. You're right. They used to bring the rats home because where I live, there's water. My my old cat, my cat, my great cat, Mr. Kavner, that I had when I was a small child, he was a superb ratter and he would line them up. He would line them like he could bring up three or four rats beside the bed. Oh, Jesus! There you are, Mammy. There's a little gift. Yeah, for my, you. my mother was a, a bit conflicted. On the one hand, he was a great ratter. Yeah, that was a very useful thing. Yes. On the other hand, three or four dead rats beside the bed. Not no, all that great. No, thing. not all that great. Yeah, but you can't have it every which way. No, you can't. And you know something. I, ha- I have. I have to give you credit for one thing. Every time I'm doing something for the animal charities, Anne Doyle gets a call. And Anne Doyle turns up. Ah, but she lives. I, I'm delighted to get out. Because <laughs> <laughs> you came along to the launch of the Dublin Dog Hope with Louis and yeah. I- Ian McKellen and all of those people. And that was a great day. Fabulous day. Yeah. And I mean, nobody nobody works like you work. But nobody it, puts in the work. Nobody puts in the passion. Nobody puts in the dedication. It's very easy for us to rock up to the odd thing. I don't know how you do it. If I had a hat, I'd take it off to you. Yeah, yeah, because it is my passion. I know yeah, my, my business is show point. business and that's how I earn my money. I should be open, I think, this month. I should be. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. we, we need it so much, Anne. Oh, Jesus, we need it. There's dogs by the thousand all over Ireland. I saw some of the pictures in, yeah. in the papers in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. There was a, a shot. These were the rescued. Yes. But there was a there was a heartbreaking shot, even though you knew that they were rescued. It was a little dachshund with a puppy on the back. Did you see that? Yes, my lovely horse have them. And I then saw uh, somewhere else I saw six very young puppies who hadn't made the, you know, you get flogged on the Christmas oh, market. Yes. And, and, so, and so they were just thrown somewhere. I know that. Why, why do people continue to do it? People... It's I, not as if they're not told no. and advised and reminded... We have to get into the kids' heads. The adults at this stage, I'm sort of thinking, okay, we've got we've got some sensible people, we've got stupid people as well, but we got to get it into the kids' heads that it's not okay to buy from a puppy farm, that it's not okay to just dump animals and not look after them properly. And that, I believe, is the secret. So when they grow up, they have a different mantra and they just do different, thing, different things differently yeah. because Ireland, as you know, 50 years ago, dogs were in the barn and they did the sheep and the cattle and everything. But these days, society has their dogs inside mm-hmm. and an awful lot of them are coming from those horrendous puppy farms. So government, if you're watching this podcast, government, do something for God's sake. But anyway, getting away from dogs, tell me when you were broadcasting news, what was the funniest thing you had to report on? But you know, news is a peculiar place. There's not an awful lot that's funny and the things that make you giggle are often not funny at all. It's just a combination of maybe something somebody yeah. says to you yeah, yeah, yeah. or and that you're in a giddy kind of a frame of mind, which is even worse because then if you do manage to, if, if you 
don't quite pull yourself together and you do, you are caught kind of sniggering or snorting. You don't even have a great story. Mm. Like if it's something very funny, at least you can turn around and say, well, look what happened to me. But it's just a, a dangerous spirit of giddiness is mm. usually the thing that makes yeah. people burst out laughing. Were you ever caught doing something you shouldn't? On camera, I mean. Oh, yeah. You know, like the BBC presenter who... Oh, I saw that. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there's no harm in that at all because they, were, they weren't doing it as regards um, up you because it was a news bulletin or anything like that. But have you ever done anything? Uh, I have been extraordinarily lucky because I have done so many things that frightens me even to think about it <laughs> and used such shocking language. And, I mean, yeah, I think part of that is... I know there are people who are very good and never do it. Mm. They're very professional. But I think for a lot of us who are maybe just not, maybe we're more a little, maybe a little more anxious. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the way of, yeah, mm. you know. Mm. And you're talking, you are talking to other people. There are other people around. There's the whatever. And then, so. Yeah, something goes wrong. Yeah. But I mean, I, I know you and I know what your language is like. Shocking. I, yeah, but that's okay. It's we're we're Irish. We tend to be like that. But I mean, I, I quite you, regularly try. Yeah, it's a habit I don't like in myself. Uh, I I have tried over the years quite regularly, and it's been for quite a few years now. And I have failed abysmally. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't I don't think it would matter. I've, to I've you. come to embrace the failure now. What's the point? Yeah, it wouldn't matter if the Pope is beside you. I still think you'd be effing and blind, yeah. and yeah. that's the way you are. And people, people, I hope you wouldn't join in. Well, you never know. You never know. Did you ever have your face on a stamp? Yes. Have you got them? Did you keep a set of them or a, a few of them? My my good friend, a sensible woman, Gabriel Burke, who regrettably is no longer with us, but she always had an interest in stamps. Okay. She, she also knew that I would be inept. So she went hot foot to the GPO wherever you go when stamps are issued. Yeah. In fact, I think you actually order them. And she went and got several sheets of them yeah. uh, because she said to me, you'll never get them, man. I know you'll never get them. She was right. And she got me some to send home and to my brothers and that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and a few that I kept for myself and some for her. And that's the only reason I have mm -hmm. them. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's another question for it's you. It's a strange kind of experience. I have a pain in my butt with people saying, you don't have children? No. Are you married? No. Do you get those questions? Yeah. And what do you say? F off, mind your own business? Little would I. <laughs> <laughs> but you do get that, do you? Yeah, well, I, I suppose now at this stage of my life, I would still get, for example, somebody would say to me, well, it's different for you. Uh, you know, your life is different. This is not necessarily, by the way, in a complimentary way. Um, you wouldn't understand you don't have children. Mm. I don't know quite what it is that I don't understand. Mm. I don't know which aspects of life I have missed out on mm. by not having children. But I never was interested in having children. Mm. Same with me. You know? And I have never been surprised at other people... Wanting to have children. Mm -hmm. I, there you go. I've just finished Panto in Liberty Hall. Mm. And we had a photo session, a meet and greet at the end of every performance. So there was a woman came up and she must have had seven children. 
So one of our smart arses says, is your surname Rotunda? <laughs> and she loved it. She thought it was fabulous. But no, I don't see the attraction. But I'm a good auntie. Are you a good auntie? I'm a reasonable auntie, yeah. I suppose. And I have, yeah, I'm a, I, I quite enjoy, I enjoy the company of young people. Yes, yes. Generally. Yeah. Um, because they often seem to be so much more sensible than I am myself. Mm. So you can usually depend on them to get you home or whatever. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I enjoy that. I, I think it's, um, it's not that I was ever touchy about it because, for example, if somebody comes up and says to you, oh, why did you never have children? Mm. They don't know for example, whether you always wanted to have children. Yes. You could be somebody who had desperately wanted mm -hmm. to have children. That, that is not. No, it's not me. It's not me. No. But it is a rather impertinent thing to ask, isn't it? Yes, because no, you don't know the background. That person could have been yeah, doing I mean, it all genuinely sorts of could, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Could have spent years weeping into their lavender scented yeah. pillow because they didn't have children. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's quite rude. I mean, I wouldn't be inclined to say to somebody, you know, as they regularly tell you about the shocking cost of school education, etc., I would be disinclined to say, well, why did you have seven children? Correct. Correct. I would think that was pretty rude, so yeah. I would expect the same. yeah. Reciprocation, yes, absolutely. Mm. You tell me this, and all the interviews you've done over the years, who would you like to have on your list the ultimate interview? Done by them or by me? No, you're interviewing somebody. Who do you think that would be? Charlie Hawhey. Really? Okay, why? Because... He was a very interesting man mm. who led a very interesting life. Mm. But also because it would be interesting to be properly prepared because the most terrifying interview I ever did um, and the one for which I was least prepared, so they went together, was when I was doing the one o'clock news on television and I was on the 6-1 with... I think it must have been with Sean Dignan. It would have been with Sean at the mm -hmm. time. Um, and Charlie was coming in to be interviewed on radio. The radio was at one o'clock as well. Shane Kenny was doing the interview. And Shane would have been extremely well prepared. He would have known his stuff and he would have also prepared very well. And at about... The one o'clock was a scramble anyway. It was a terrible scramble because crews were tied up with other mm. things and whatever and somebody came up and said to me by the way Anne you're going to be interviewing Hawhey on the one o'clock on TV and I said oh no he's in with Shane Kenny for the radio because the radio would that radio programme at that time would have been very heavy hitting mm. and he said no you're going to get him as well and I said oh Jesus because I realised that apart from anything else I was not remotely prepared for this. Uh, I remember Sean died and saying to me, don't worry, don't worry. Um, you know, Sean was always quite calm, but there was a touch of the Mr. Mannering in Dad's army. And you know, you know, Smith was the one who used to say, don't worry, Mr. Mannering. And I thought, oh my God, I'm worried, I'm worried. I panicked. And Shane Kenny, I'll never forget it to him, had a huge list of questions, all kinds of stuff. 
none of which he needed. I haven't the slightest doubt because it was all in his head. But he had it and he ran off a copy of it. He came up and he gave it to me. And yeah. I'll never forget it to him. Yeah. It was an act of the most extraordinary kindness. Um, so I thought, well, if all fruits fail, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to do very well here. I'm kind of trying to beat my way down mm. through yeah, yeah, the yeah. questions he has done. But look, I've got something. Yeah. Uh, did you ever meet him? I did. And you you liked what you met? I did, yeah. He was yeah. a very interesting man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he... he Achieved a lot in Ireland yeah, too, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Courteous. Uh, the charming. Humorous. I'd say he had a a, a, a sardonic sense of humor, <laughs> yeah, okay. a bit of irony there. Yeah, yeah. But he was um, he was Charlie, and there you go. Yeah, absolutely. But I, but I got through that interview really thanks to Shane Kenny, and yeah, <laughs> would I actually like? To do it again, knowing a little bit more. No, probably not, actually. Right. It was probably best as was. Yeah, OK. What was the best interview you ever did? Your favourite one from all over the years? With who? Probably, again, a political one, I'd say. Mm. See, I wouldn't pick one out. Uh and there would be two or three political ones that I was well prepared for All right. and that I knew about the subject. It would mm -hmm. be invidious to pick out individual ones. Okay. But uh, but the, the high one was like, <laughs> I'll never forget the fright. I tell you, that perked you up a good bit. Um, I know that you can cope with most things. I know you don't get embarrassed easily, but don't feed the gondolas and you kiss Brendan O'Connor. Sure, what's embarrassing about that? <laughs> it wasn't on the cheek. No, but I think that was the arrangement, wasn't it? Sure, Brandon would be kissing all the girls. Yeah. Here, tell me, tell me. Oh, I love Brandon. He'd be very he's a, he's a great pal of mine. I'd say he's thrilled with himself. But tell me this. W would you take part in a reality TV show like The Jungle or one of those things? No. None of them? No. No. The Good. hardship. And... Glad to hear you say that because I don't even watch them. I've oh, no, I nor I. No, but no. I, but I know enough mm. to know. People tell you uh, about you know who ate a bowl of maggots mm. last mm -hmm. night or whatever. I'm sorry, I can't think of anything more frightful. Yeah. I cannot think of anything no. more. You know, I don't horrendous. Care. Yeah, no makeup or anything in the jungle. Jesus Christ, I'd die of fright think if I saw me. Bites. The bites, the spiders, everything. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't go. understand how people do it. Good luck to them. Yeah. Tell me this, you know, when um, when Ryan Tuberty uh, left RTE, did you consider throwing your name into the hat with re regards to taking over the Late Late Show? Because I think you would have been brilliant. Oh. And I think the Irish public would have loved you well, there. That's extremely kind of you, but I have to say the thought never crossed never your mind. Never crossed your mind? No. Okay. That's a, that's a big beast. Yeah. And I'm not so sure of the Late Late. Uh, and I would have felt this, this is... Um, not a reflection on either Ryan Tuberty mm. or uh, Paddy Keelty because I think that in their separate ways they both performed very well. Yeah, yeah. But it's gone on a long time, Linda. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. And I, I know people say that in Gabo's day we all watched it, but there was nothing else to watch. Absolutely. It was a totally different yeah, world. Yeah, totally. And he was brilliant and I loved him. But these days you can turn your channel, you just switch along yeah. and there's 
Chat, so there's absolutely everywhere. no question. You cannot yeah. compare like with like. No, you can't. It's just not the case. You can't. I just think that you would have been particularly good and very popular. I don't care what you say that you wouldn't, but you weren't the one travelling around the country like I was. And you were usually in somebody's house having a cup of tea before you did the gig that night. And the telly would be on and there was silence as everybody zoomed oh, into that late those days are gone, mm. as you say, because there were so many ways of accessing entertainment, etc. That, you know, yeah. I'm not so sure that mm. there is a place for a big piece. But look, whatever. Yeah, or even um, a midweek chat show. If you were offered that, would you take it on? I'm not really very keen on chat shows. Aren't you? Okay. No, I rarely look at them. Um, the odd time then I see one and they're really interesting yeah. people yeah, on and I think yeah, I should yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, Look yeah. at it a bit more. But okay, television was television. Yeah, it's over yeah, yeah. For what me. do you watch? Not much. Yeah. Are you? Do you mean because you look at Netflix or what? No, I don't. You don't? You'd I mi- read a bit. Okay. Oh, yeah. Reading for sure. Yeah. Like what would you read? And what the, are we talking about? Historical novels? Thrillers? Ghost stories? <laughs> a terrible weakness for thrillers. Yeah, yeah. Um... I read nature books. I'm interested yeah, yeah, yeah. in. Um, I read travel. I'm reading now. I have it with me. The new book on Malcolm MacArthur. Oh yeah, it's fascinating. Um, I read. I would read folklore. I'd read a bit mm. of history. Um, none of this, by the way, amounts to a very academic person. It's a Bit of a hodgepodge. Yes. Which I, I would read, but thrillers would be my weakness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same yeah. here. You I, know, who's your favourite author? In, in terms of a thriller? Yeah. Hmm. I like, or I went through a phase of really liking the Icelandic readers in particular. That's that woman, Sigurd or Dottur, and mm. um, Scandinavian and Icelandic, but I've kind of done them now. Mm. They've got I've yeah. got a bit bleaked out with them. Frederick Forsyth, perchance? Would of course. Yeah, love him. He's my favourite. And he I believe he lived in Ireland at one stage. You did. Was that in Wicklow? I'm not sure. Yeah. I know he lived here. Oh, I wish I'd known that. But I just think brilliant and I reread them. I go back every yeah. few years, I'll go right through that list of books again, and I just think he's magic. Well, when I started reading thrillers first, uh, I was quite young, so I would have gone down the Agatha Christie's, the Dorothy mm. Sayers, all those. Um, but actually, I came upon a Dorothy Sayers the other day, picked it up, read about 10 pages, and thought, I really must get all the Dorothy Sayers yeah. again. Do you, so long ago. Do you prefer a book to a Kindle? Yeah, you see, but here, here's the question. I love books. I love going into a bookshop and I like the smell and I love to see the cover and everything. Yeah, but but if you go on holiday, yeah. you have to trick the books. Yeah, with no, no, I, 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 get the, I get the handiness of yeah, it. Yeah. But yeah, I do like a book. Yeah, books are brilliant. I love, I'm a voracious reader and I always have been. I can remember my grandparents reading to me, you know, when I was a child, but I just love reading. Here, tell me this. Did you cook on Christmas Day? Oh, God, no, thank heaven. Your friend did all the cooking. Yep. You didn't do that, anything? No, that magnificent woman. And fed the 30 dogs as well. Jesus. Well, in fairness, her husband also rocked up. Ah. Yeah, and he is he's a good cook as mm-hmm. well. Okay. So, yeah, but I, I was 
very appreciative. I'd say you were. I would have been as well because I'm a rotten cook. I can't do it at all. Just yeah, can't I was it. never really much good. And then having attempted a sort of domestic life that didn't work out, I just decided... I don't mean I made a big decision. Of mm-hmm. it, I just thought, oh, to hell with this. Yeah. This didn't work very well. And then I just got out of the way of it. Yeah, I think we all do. I, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, it's you know, I admire people who enjoy it. Mm. Um, not people who slave, but people who actually, some people really do enjoy it. They, they do. enjoy trying different recipes. And I have a great collection of cookery books. Oh, yes. Yeah, because I enjoy, I love reading them. <laughs> You're like me. I can't cook. And I buy, I mean, you know, I, I always look at the new cookery books when they come yeah. out. And there's a couple that I haven't seen in the shops yet, but I intend to get. All right. That'll be just for... But, Jamie Oliver. But he no. sort of throws things in and that's that's a yeah. bit easier. Yeah, yeah. Do you like gardening? No, I'm a hopeless person. Have you got a garden? Very small. All right. Okay. But you're hopeless at the garden. Isn't yeah. <laughs> so if a gardener comes in, does somebody come uh, in? No, no, you wouldn't no. need. Ah, no, no, it's right, only okay. a little patch at the okay, back, really. Okay. The gardens of of those houses along yeah. where, you, you know, where, where I you live. live yeah. um, long before our time, they were sold. That was They were sold off. And oh. As, so there's an underground car park and yeah. you know, all that. So what would have been the original back back area gardens are gone oh right yeah. okay okay but then that suits you anyway but that's I'm okay yeah, with that yeah 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 <laughs> now here's what we have to deal with your asthma or your allergies towards animals these days and I hope Speedy's not doing anything to your no, 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 your no. nasal cavities as no you worry. speak but um, can you get that sorted out I don't think so but I am hopeful that it may be will leave me before I leave it. Yeah. Uh, because, for example, the household I was in recently, which was full of dogs and cats indeed, um, I was fine. Yeah. I was there for a couple of days and I was fine. Um, I think the trick is, though, that you don't get covered in animal dander. Mm-hmm. Or if you do, you wash your hands. You don't forget and rub your eyes. Yes. Because your eyes would come yes. out like stalks. Yes, yes, and, yes, yes. Yeah. And then you start wheezing or whatever. But I certainly was absolutely fine. So I have booked up hope that maybe... In the future? Came, you know, uninvited. Yeah. Um, maybe it'll go. I hope so, because there's a lot of cats missing out yeah. on I know, being looked after I know. by I Anne. I in my 40s, I'd say, when mm-hmm. that really developed. Oh, OK. Uh, so until my last cat expired... In a glorious old age, I just put up with it. But about mm-hmm. six months later, I didn't have asthma anymore. Yeah, okay, okay. So so it's definitely animals as opposed to dust. It's animal yeah, dander. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Here, tell me this. What's the funniest thing that's ever been written about you? Oh, my God. Um, probably at the, the, the stuff that's online at the moment. Somebody sent me version of it last night you know where I'm supposed to have uh, closed the central bank have you seen that no yeah I don't know something to do with cryptocurrency that's been around for a long time Um, but that I was being interviewed by Ryan Tuberty okay and I inadvertently let slip that I had found this way of breaking the banks and the central bank 
had to ring and stop the show because all the banks that would have been run on the banks or whatever didn't quite follow what, you know. Anyway, I, I found the idea that I was a wizard in cryptocurrency. Actually, pretty stupid. But the only thing about it, Linda, is I suppose there is, because I read the one somebody sent me yesterday, and there is a link. So I would imagine that if anybody were foolish enough to believe this mm. and clicked on the link, uh, I presume when you click on the link, I'd mm. click on the link, that is taking you a step further into getting some kind of details from you. Oh, yeah, you could be right. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's not for the good. They're not doing this for the... No. You know, I mean, no. I've been arrested on this. I've been, you know... There are a number of other people. Michal Martin, I think, has gone to the High Court over it. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's ringing a bell somewhere. Yeah. Yes, yeah. for sure. I mean, I, I am not alone, as they say, but I mean, no. I thought, well, sure anyone would know me. Anyone who knows me would know the idea of making a fortune <laughs> out of cryptocurrency. <laughs> but then, you see, you, you, somebody might just believe it. Mm. Are you good with money, Anne? And have you always been or not? I'm not good with money. You're not. Okay, so it burns a hole in your pocket then. Okay. Regrettably. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. You mentioned travelling earlier on. Where's your next port of call? I've been very remiss in the last year. Between month, there's been a lot going on, and I haven't really been able to travel for one reason or another. But um, I think before this lovely spring, I hope. But I'd like to go. I'd like to go to Marbella for the Easter. All right, yeah, yeah, parades, yeah, yeah. The week, the, the mm-hmm. week running up to Easter Sunday, mm. uh, the parades culminate in, so they come from all directions around mm. and the city. And the Good Friday one is the big one, mm. and they're just amazing. I know, I know. Fantastic to see. I'd like to go there. Yeah, and you should. You well, should. we see. Have you been to Turkey, Istanbul in particular? No. I have not. Uh, oh, well, listen, that's one of my favourite cities in the whole world. I think you would love it. The culture, the I've never, museums, I've kind the of palaces. I've never idea. Oh, it's amazing. An amazing place. I've loved it. I've lived and I've worked there over the years and still keep friends there and also. do you fly direct? Yeah, you can fly direct and it's quite reasonable as well. Hotel. Right. Honest to God. Anne, treat yourself. Treat yourself and go to Turkey, Istanbul in particular. It's yes. just fantastic. I love it. Yeah, we give it a whirl. Who is the most famous person in your phone book? Oh, Lord. Linda Martin? No. Give over. Louis Walsh? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that that would be, that would figure, yeah. In a manner of speaking. Yeah, yeah. You take Louis? Yeah, take Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a great conversation with Johnny Logan earlier because he managed Johnny Logan as well. Isn't yeah. He? And we were just talking, reminiscing, should we say. We went down memory lane. But uh, when, when did you first meet Louis? Would you would you remember that? Um, I remember meeting him. I was with a couple of people whom he knew and we were at, I think, it's a long, long time ago, I think we were at a concert. Ah, okay. And he came over and chatted and was very friendly and mm. whatever. Um... God, that's a long time. Yeah. Linda, everything's a long time ago. I know that. I know that. There's no but point in saying that's a long time ago, you know. But you do see him once a year at the Junk Couture judging. Am I right? Is that the right event? The Westmead Bachelor. Oh, the <laughs> I was totally the wrong event. The, the Westmead West <laughs> Bachelor. 
never to be forgotten. I'd, yeah. I'd say it's great crack. It's actually a great night. Absolutely. Yeah. And where does it actually take place? In Which... their in the arts centre there. They have a lovely, they have a lovely, I'm calling it the arts centre now, it probably has a grander name than that, but they have like the, a marvellous space where they've theatres and mm. practice areas and a bar. Oh, and important. Very, yeah, yeah, very yeah. important. Yeah. It's it's really, really, you know, in Mullingar. It's fabulous. Yeah. yeah. Um, I couldn't believe it the first year we went down. I thought, oh my God, this is posh, you know. Mm. Tell me this. If, if your cat was eaten out of a saucer, would you put something in the saucer and eat it yourself without washing it? No, I don't think so. Hmm. <laughs> if you if you had cats, would they be allowed on your bed? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I get that. I get that. And uh, they would lick you, of course. Of and, course. Uh, yeah. And there'd be no problem there. No. Don't know if I'd share the saucer. All right. Okay. You see, I I would be feeding the dogs, and then they'd be licking the spoon, and then I'd be licking it afterwards. But then anyway, I'm immune to disease at this stage. I think. Just <laughs> look at you. Get your help. <laughs> Distemper and all the rest of those things. Bypass Linda because I'm so. I mean, look at her. Look at her. She's a little dote. Little She's like dote. a little hot water bottle. Yeah, she is actually. Yeah. I bought one of those recently. A hot water bottle. Now, believe it or not. You have one already. I know, but she stays downstairs. She has her bed in the kitchen. But I did actually bought a hot water bottle. Very and handy thing. Absolutely. And I was out with one of my girlfriends uh, recently on a very, very cold night and we were dressed up so we had heels on, right? Oh, See, by the t- I stayed in her house that night and by the time I got back, my feet were like stones oh. and there was the hot water bottle. Oh, lovely. And it was divine. Honest to God. Talk about being easily pleased. <laughs> did you... Uh, brush your cats. The long-haired ones. Yes. And when the long-haired ones got old, did they stop preening themselves? Oh, God, yeah. It was hard yeah, work. that's right. Yeah, I had one cat that was, again, a stray, of course, mm. but um, she was really very long. There would have probably been a good bit of Persian yeah. in her. She had yes. a yeah, yes. huge coat. And... Um, she lived to be a very good age as well. Yeah. So you really had to kind of roll yeah, up your sleeves you and do it because yeah. the damn coats get matted oh, very they quickly. Certainly do, certainly do. Do you prefer a dog or a cat? I would hope never to have to make that choice. Yeah. Okay. In well, my life, I always had cats because it was possible. And because I worked very odd hours, mm. uh, i not a great believer in leaving a dog. Agree. I agree. Too long on their own. Mm. And then regrettably, when it came to a time in my life where I would have the time, I would love to have a dog, nature managed to screw that one up mm. for me. Mm. But you never know. Nature no, you may never relent. Know. You never know. Are you a shopaholic? No. Don't like shops. Do you have clothes in your wardrobe from the 70s? Are you a bit of a magpie? Do you keep things? I keep things out of kind of laziness, Linda. All right, okay. I, I wouldn't dress it up as in, oh, you know, my collections. Um, I, there are a lot of things that I just don't get around to sorting out. Yeah, yeah. And it's always as well, different for you, always svelte and gorgeous. It's always vital to have at least four different sizes of some kind of a garment that you can get into. <laughs> <laughs> what tends to fluctuate a little. I've kept things. 
and I'm a shoe fanatic, so I have some shoes and boots and things like that from the 70s. And I mean, I don't know how we even walked in them, to be quite honest with you. Well, I have shoes. I had a very bad shoe period. Yes. Very, very serious. I'm happy to say that just went. Yeah. But I have shoes that not if you gave me the winning lotto numbers could I walk. I don't think I could walk down the stairs. And no, no. Uh, it's extraordinary because we say it really, I don't know what to do with them. Yeah. Oh, keep them. Keep them. Yeah, but... They come back. I know, but, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll have to shoot you. You'll be here forever. Would you stop? By the time they come back, I won't be able to put one foot in front of the other. Oh, God. Would you just stop? What, what would you like to happen um, in later life? Would you like to end up in one of these... Um, What's the right word for it? English actors tend to retire into actors' retirement homes. Now, would you like to think there's a place for the like of us? And whenever we don't know each other anymore, we could be all living together. I think that the fundamental idea is a good one. Yeah. But you see... You just put in words like retirement home and a shiver goes <laughs> up my spine. I bet it does yours too. Absolutely. I yeah. hope they shoot me. I'm going to the vet. I'm going to get go to the vet and get one of those injections. That's, that's what I want. Here, tell me, tell me this. Let me take you, you back. If you were 16 again, what advice would you give yourself? I suppose... But I would be giving the advice from the perspective of where I am now. Mm. Don't worry. Be happy. Mm. And save your money. See, I didn't even bother putting that in. (laughs) But yeah, don't worry about things. Don't worry about that much about things at 16, but took a lot of things for granted. You take happiness for granted. Take everything for take granted. Take everything for granted. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, throughout life, if, if you could worry less, mm. maybe enjoy the moment more. Yeah. All this might have yeah, come yeah, about yeah. if I had saved money. Well, you never know. <laughs> and are your parents still alive? Oh, no. No, no, they've passed. Long, and brother, brothers, sisters? There were seven of us. My parents died when I was in my 20s. Oh, right, okay. And how many brothers and sisters have you got left? I have four brothers living. Okay, oh, okay. Are you close? Yeah, we're fond of each other, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Like, would you be talking on the phone every day to one of them, at least? Uh, not every day, no. but regularly enough. Mm. We're a bit like elephants. We come together when we're wounded or to die. <laughs> that doesn't mean we're not fond of each other, if you know what I mean. Okay, so no, that sounds very typical, all right. Mm. Yeah, do you know, I love you to bits, I really do. And I think you're fantastic. I think you're a role model, a perfect oh, role model for everybody. And I just want to say thank you for taking the time to come over no, here thank today. Thank you very much for having me. Because it, it's vitally important for us going forward with um, animal caring animal what should, what should we say looking after them all of the things that we want to get out to people and if they and my philosophy is if people actually see and hear somebody like Anne Doyle talking about take care of your animals be kind to them because it costs nothing to be kind well it might put something in their head that yeah. they say well if it's good enough for her it's good enough for me 
If it's good enough for you, it's good enough for the rest of us. No, I don't know. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much, Anne. Thanks for having me here. Dog Almighty is brought to you by Tesco. So for a happy and a healthy pet, shop online or in-store at the Tesco Pet Shop for all your furry friends' needs. So if you've been listening to Dog Almighty, give us a follow or a five-star review. Thank you.